Fantastic. Oh, so I was I was worried about my sound isolation. I'm in a an Airbnb for two weeks until I move to my slightly more permanent place for six months. Oh, um, and there's no AC because basically nowhere in San Diego has air conditioning, and so there's just a fan in the room. But I don't want to be running the fan because it's just constant background noise. Mm-hmm. And also, I have a a neighbor roomie uh, whose room I'm currently speaking into, and try not to be like too loud, because but I can't tell how loud <laughs> I'm being. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, adulting is weird. Yeah, I bet it's weird going to work. I feel like I'm definitely not adulting yet, so I can't say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Oh man, it was such a shock because like after like I worked a bit this summer, but it was like a few hours a day at most, mm-hmm. and then I'd just go do other stuff, and then I did a two week road trip to get out here, and then all of a sudden I was working. <laughs> Were you there for many days before you actually started working, or did you like start working once you arrived? No, I mean Aaron and I got to San Diego uh, this past Wednesday. And then she mm-hmm. left on Sunday, and I started work this Monday. Okay. So I've been in San Diego for over a week now. That's good. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know the area. My Airbnb is literally half a mile from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least there wasn't too much to worry about there. Yeah. So it was mostly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. All right, I don't know whose comic we're on. It feels like it's been like a month since we've done this, even though it's literally been probably like a week, two weeks, whatever was, it's been. Two I was kind of thinking the same thing today as I was like finding what comic I wanted to go with. I was like, it feels like I haven't done this in forever. I don't remember. Yeah, because I mean, we did it. Did we do it on the Monday or the Tuesday before I left? It might have been the Monday. Yeah, I don't remember. But either way, so it's been about two and a half weeks-ish. Yeah. So, but um, it feels like longer. It feels like sure. so long since I've talked to you, Grant. Aw, same. And also this entire week, enough. I've been editing a, an episode that Mikhail and I recorded without Jack, because Jack was busy. And... Is this the one that lasted, like... Okay, so hours. I know that we we must have recorded it on Tuesday because I re- I think I recorded that Monday night with Mikhail. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's going to be a two and a half this. hour long episode. Yeah. It's been a heck of an episode to edit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikhail will find this out if he ever listens to this episode. But like I said, oh yeah, like I edited a bunch of stuff at the beginning and then I just kind of left most of the stuff near the end uncut. And that's because I just didn't feel like sitting through listening to uh, to the two of us talk for an hour and a half and do all the editing because I knew that he would and would like point out some of the things that actually needed fixing. So he's done that today. He was messaging me being like, oh yeah, this should be fixed and you should tr- do this transition here. And like, it was like three or four small things. But I was like, oh yeah, yeah. thanks. Just, just totally missed those. There are a couple that I really <laughs> did miss that I did listen to and just kind of missed. 
Uh, and there were others uh-huh. that I was just too lazy. But what yeah. are you going to do? I'm, I'm guessing he's going to figure tiring. it out. He will. Unless I just I can cut this. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Who, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Um, I can start. I don't remember whose turn it is anyway. It kind of got messed up. I'm By sure, start, but... do you mean reading mine? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Go for it. So the comic has got what looks like a. What's it called? Um. Uh, Andrew Tunes. There you go. Wow, that took a while. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I I flicked my like to scroll, but I was using my trackpad and foolishly flicked the wrong way, oh, so I okay. went to the bottom <laughs> of the page instead. Had the had reverse a, scrolling or something. Yeah, it took me a sec to recover. Gotcha. Um, so it's Andertunes cartoon, a Andertunes cartoon. Here we go, Grant. You can words. Um, and it looks like a teacher is holding kind of a kid's drawing with a crummy picture of a, like a stick figure and a sun in the corner, like pretty generic. And then a kid is talking to her, and the kid is saying, "I could do more, but we both, but we both know it's." going on up on the fridge either way so there's not a lot of incentive oh it's clearly his mother and he's saying that to his mother it sounds like or no maybe it's a teacher i don't know i interpret as the mother at first but when you said teacher i thought about for five seconds and i think you're more right if we look at the background it looks kind of like a classroom yeah i think he's saying it to the teacher about what's going to be happening later when he takes it yeah because grid's because grades aren't the motivating factor for little kids because they don't really, or at least when we were little kids, they didn't really exist. Yeah. Um, well, didn't, didn't we have like a, it was like E's and E-P-I-S, I's. Yeah, whatever it was. N's or something or D's. Yeah, or, I think it was N's. I remember Excelling, N proficient, um improvement needed or something and then yeah. like does not mean not satisfactory <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, good old elementary school but yeah so it looks like the kid is smart because he understands incentives <laughs> he knows the system <laughs> he's gaming the system he knows he doesn't have to make anything more than a crappy stick figure with his son to get it exactly. up on the fridge so like what's the point were you don't do anything I... free what don't do anything for free <laughs> i was gonna ask are, are you someone who gamed the system in that way at all in high school or college or when you were younger um definitely not when i was younger okay I would say, I'm trying to think, I don't think I ever gamed the system in that sort of a way. Um, But there were definitely things, like, that I didn't put much, I guess maybe it is the same way, stuff that I didn't put much effort in because I knew that, like, the grade on it was in like the section of a grade book with the most points and it was also only weighted to like 
two and a half percent or like five percent or something of my total grade yeah so that's like, exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> okay well because that this comic seems more like he's gaming the system by like not doing work even though he knows he's gonna get praise for it either way yeah that, but like, i think that's more, i knew that's... i was gonna look bad but i think it i guess i see your point and it is kind of the same way because that's more of the essence of just not doing good work because you know that no like the grade or whatever doesn't really matter yeah i'm not too worried about the specifics you know that's but that's what i had in mind was definitely like i think the majority of students are i don't know if we're wired or taught this way what what why we do this but we're all very good at finding kind of the minimum amount of, amount of work we need without looking bad. Mm-hmm. That's why we, why we all hate that one person who puts in way too much effort into that one project that nobody really cares about. Yeah. You know? Like, that was that was a lot of high school. I can think of so many times oh, where yeah. I put in not nearly as much effort as I could because I didn't really care. And then there was one person who just went way overboard on it. You're like, all right. Screw you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would say I definitely experienced it a decent amount, but I would never classify myself as someone good at figuring out where they could put in as little effort as possible and still look good. Hmm. I feel like a lot of the places where like I would maybe stop putting in effort to something or still something that like kind of made me look bad to like maybe a couple individuals who I cared about their opinion of me. And like, I always felt bad about that. Yeah. But also was able to justify with like, as a human being who doesn't have superpowers, like it's unreasonable for me to like something had to fall through somewhere. And so I chose the place where it was least damaging to myself. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think, at least in college, it mostly came through. And I feel like you aren't the sort of person to do this, but I definitely skipped a lot of class in college. <laughs> like, a yeah, lot. That wasn't an option for me. No? I suppose if it's, no. like, labs and stuff. Well, most of it was just, like, Luther's a small enough school and class sizes are small enough. That, like, if you're not showing up to any sort of, like, a class, everyone knows that you're not there. And yeah, especially I mean, like, the junior year on, I never had a class that had more than, like, 35 people in it. But I do suppose you have a fair point, though, in that even though that's true, I knew almost nobody in any of those classes. Okay. So that's, I guess that is a fair difference that, like... I had the anonymity of the entire school, even though the class was very small, that nobody mm-hmm. really cared. Yeah. And like for me, junior year on, I had maybe two or three classes with more than 20 people in them. The majority of my classes had like between five and 12, maybe. <laughs> and I had at least like one or two other classes with the majority of the people in there either that day or the next day. Sure. 
and so like we all knew each other by name and like pretty much spent our whole days together anyway yeah and so if someone was missing and they like showed up later in the day to another class everyone would give them a hard time for like where were you like okay so it was that makes sense it was a very different not the classic college environment i guess yeah and Um, and also i think that our majors were sufficiently different in that you know math not requiring many materials once you go to the first couple weeks of class you can pretty well peg whether a uh, your professor is likely going to be teaching out of the book in a way that is useful to you Mm -hmm. or like because because there's three kinds it's either you go because you really just enjoy the class and you want to hear what the professor has to say each time you know, mm-hmm. like I've, I was lucky enough to have some math classes like that, or they're literally teaching out of the book and they don't have anything much else to say of interest. So you know that if you don't want to take the time and if you can read out of the book and get the homework done, you know, in the amount of time that you would go to class, you might as well just use the time for that. Yeah. And those were the ones that I wouldn't go to. And then there were the ones who said they were going to teach out of the book, but never did, and just kind of made it up as they went along, and so you really had no idea what was going on, so you had to show up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the sort of game that I played, was I had Calc uh, 3 and Calc 4, both taught by postdocs, who both more or less read out of the textbook, and... We also had discussion, so I'd always go to discussion, because that's when we had quizzes, I had really nice TAs and all that, but I'd never waste my time going to lecture, because I could read the section of the textbook in about 20 minutes, instead of going to a 50-minute lecture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, my experience with, like, when I took even just, like, Gen Chem... Like, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. textbook that technically says everything, but it's not, like, useful. <laughs> yeah, it's not the way they teach it. Yeah. And everything. For exactly. me, that's that's what I found most of my classes to be. Because, like, at a smaller school like Luther, pretty much all the professors are there because they wanted to teach. Like, mm-hmm. people our age... Rather than, like, there being, like, oh, someone who's there just to do research and, like, somehow got talked into having to teach a class or something. Or being a TA who is dealing with lectures and stuff or whatever. Um, And so most of them, I think, I would say enjoy teaching and definitely don't teach straight out of the book and have kind of their own way of teaching it. And so if you would try to do it just by the book without going to lectures unless you're one of kind of the most intelligent people who just like has never struggled with any aspect of school you would probably struggle with trying to learn that way yeah or with trying trying to excel in the class in that way you could probably still learn the material just fine Mm -hmm. but not in the way that the professor was going to be examining or making exams on yeah for sure yeah, and I guess I, I learned in senior year of high school that if you have a decent enough textbook for math, it's pretty easy to learn from it. Yeah. You know, math is 
the because this is the this is the funny thing. I'm not sure if you're aware of this research, but it's really amusing. In almost every single subject, math being pretty much the only exception, whether you get assigned homework or not, like whether you do any homework or not, makes a like a completely negligible difference in the performance that you have in class. Really? Yeah. Like, there's lots of research about it, and it's pretty much only things like math and then probably, like, physics, where, like, doing some practice actually helps. Like, doing homework. But otherwise, homework has shown, like... Like, if you're assigned a bunch of random essays or other things like that... Yeah. As like, like yeah. additional homework. Obviously, we're not talking about, like, oh, you need to read a book for language arts and you didn't read the book. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, although, honestly, so probably someone could make a study about people who, <laughs> like, you know, spark notes it and those who don't, depending on... Uh, like, if you normalize for certain factors. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I never spark noted books because I liked reading books but i still think that i probably could write a passable essay from spark noting a book more so than the sort of mm-hmm. people who would normally spark note a book because they don't want to read the book yeah hmm. i kind of misunderstood what you were saying i think i had missed a critical word at some point and i thought you were saying that like math and physics classes you like doing any practice problems or like practicing the stuff outside of class at all didn't help you at all no they're the only ones that do okay that doing that homework more math is the only me. exception to the to the research that says doing homework doesn't help mm-hmm. math being i the missed exception, the word exception so. yeah there you go yeah that i could actually definitely see that for sure mm-hmm. because like even in, like, my chemistry classes, like, doing the homework sometimes maybe helped with certain things. But the things that it really helped with were, like, the math behind the chemistry that we had to, like, mm. when there were chemistry problems where it was really a math problem in a chemistry context and we had to do the math. Those are the types of things that, like, if you didn't do the homework or something, you were going to have a lot harder of a time. Yeah. Whereas, like, all the qualitative stuff, I totally agree with that. With, like, the a lot of, like, the qualitative stuff, like, if you learned it in lecture, then you're fine. But if you didn't learn it in lecture, you, like, doing the homework probably wasn't going to make you any better. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm going to tell you about the favorite grading scheme that I ever had in college. <laughs> Fall of senior year, I took partial differential equations. Uh, the way that it worked was that every test had, I feel like I want to look it up. Uh, I think I can find it pretty quickly because I want to get the specifics right for maximum impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Vladimir Severak. What a guy. Okay. Here we go. Math course materials, course calendar and policies. Alright, so here is here's how things worked. 
Um, so we had two midterms. Each were worth 20% uh, of our grade. 20% was homework. 40% was the final exam. Okay. Mm -hmm. We had a total of three homework assignments. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where you had to do, there were six problems. You only had to do four. <laughs> For 100%. If you did more, you got extra credit. Okay. Were they just okay. graded on completion? Oh, no. Like, they were graded by a proper grader, but, like... Okay. Wasn't particularly tough. Yeah. Then, for the midterm, if I remember correctly, it was the exact same thing. <laughs> you were given six problems, and you only had to do four, and you would get extra credit if you did more. <laughs> so like there wasn't like any sort of a curve it was just like you had all the opportunity in the world to get ahead in this yeah. course you know like he and like you still had to do some amount of work doing four out of six problems was representative enough of what he wanted you to do you know mm -hmm. to show that you've put in the work and stuff but like there was also open book and open note <laughs> yeah so oh it was great it was such a good class that sounds nice. Yeah, because it's just like, at a certain point, especially with things like math, it's, it starts to get silly to be like, oh, you can't have any of these materials with you. Yes, mm -hmm. it's good to have a certain, like, have certain things just in your head so that you recognize it when you need to. Yeah. You know, like, it's good to be able to recognize, like, oh, this is an integral that I can do or something, you know, and I can just do it quickly now or things like that. But it's at a certain level. It's like, but we can also look things up. Yep. You know? I don't know. That was good. That was a class yeah. I didn't put a lot of a lot of effort into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I still have all my notes. I enjoy classes. I like when classes have... Oh my gosh. Like reasonably motivated non-traditional ways of grading things like that sounds like a good example of one mm. um and like i had one probably one of my favorite profs that i had in chemistry courses for like we had homework assignments kind of around every week ish that we did do um but the way rather than like going through and creating every problem or something for correctness, what she did is she, like, all homework assignments were, like, 10 points or whatever. And so seven points were graded on completion. So you, like, had to do the homework assignment, and you, you at least had to make, like, a valiant effort at doing it if you were really struggling or something. Sure. Um, but then three po only three of the points were graded on correctness, and so she just graded three random problems. Huh. And... So that both, like, saved her time by only having to, like, grade for correctness three different problems in everyone's homework, which saved her a ton of time, I'm sure. But also, yeah, like, when there was an assignment that, like, you were working and working and working and you, like, could not figure it out and figure out how to do it or whatever, you knew that, like, as long as you showed that you, like, made a strong effort, you knew that you would be fine at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so it helped, like, 
it helped those people who kind of had no idea what they were doing a lot of the time and would get like super stressed and like would be asking everyone for help mm-hmm. eventually you could just kind of say like like i'll try to help you with what i can but like at the end of the day you'll be fine even if i kind of ignore you and don't really help out much <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there are a couple of uh engineers in the pde's class who were a bit uh, out of their element Mm-hmm. A couple who were fine, but definitely a few who were like, uh, who definitely were not used to dealing with a math professor as opposed to an engineering professor. Oh, it's this is the comic. I see this comic all over Facebook. I feel like. Oh really? All the freaking time. No, not this Give particular me a Let me one. Find a new no, one. no, not this particular instance of this comic. Just mm-hmm. the comic overall. I think I've seen it a lot. It's called Sarah's Scribbles. It's another wordy one in classic Grant fashion. <laughs> the first four panels are just a girl with a bun in her hair talking to us, saying, Every generation has its own slang. Groovy. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I should actually read the big the big stuff on top that says in the future. I think that's important. That's important. Yeah. yeah. Every generation <laughs> has its own slang. Groovy, gnarly, far out. These words mark periods of time. Which makes my job taking care of millennials in the nursing home interesting. And then from offering, sup queen. And then an old granny uh, wheels in her wheelchair with bunny slippers on says, Yas, you are slaying today. And the girl says, thanks. <laughs> Tell me, why did you pick this, Grant? <laughs> First, why did you uh, make me say those things? Things that I have literally never said in my life. <laughs> part of it was because I wanted, it definitely wasn't the thing that first made me pick it. But as I was thinking about it more, I was like, yes, Mark will have to read this. <laughs> So that was a motivating factor. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about millennials and how, like, just trashy millennial things. I don't know. I wouldn't say, like... So we need to get something straight. Okay? Okay. We are millennials only in the loosest of terms. We are, at best, on the border of the end of millennials. At best, from from the times that I've looked it up, we are born in the final years of final year to year and a half of millennials. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. That's my point. Is that like millennial is like people? I feel like millennial has become a term for like now, when really it's people like mostly like ten years older than us. Yeah, and they've only started complaining about it now, even though they're talking about us. Mm-hmm. So that's the main thing that I just want to get out there is that no millennials and no, how many 30 year olds do you think are out there? 30 to 35 year olds are out there saying, yas queen. Very few. I don't say many 30 to 35 year olds, but I'd say like still like people in their like twenties. Maybe. I don't know. That would just sound weird to me. I feel like I mostly see like 19 year olds in college saying it ironically. That's the thing. That's the thing about our slang. 
<laughs> I think because things move so quickly, it it's maybe serious to about seven people for about three days until everybody starts using it ironically, yeah. and then it just dies. Like the Yas Queen thing, I feel like that started popping up everywhere. I don't know why. I still don't even know where it came from. There are a few things I do know where they came from, but I don't know where this one came from. And then it just disappeared into the ether, and I think I haven't heard it in at least like four months. Maybe that's because I'm not in college anymore, but either way, I have not heard it. <laughs> yeah, just because you're not hanging around trashy millennials slash... But I also, I go on Reddit all the time, and that's where I hear a lot of these things and see a lot of these okay. things, and it doesn't exist on there anymore. Slaying? Yeah. Well, that's not even that bad. That's not even a good representation. It's not like... It's not like the off thing was like... Because, first of all, I want to know the age of this. I'm going to look up this comic artist. Okay? Do you want to know... Okay. I need to look up this person. And figure out who she is and what her life is like. (laughs) If she is a millennial, then cool. She can also do it ironically. And that's funny and stuff. I'm guessing she's a millennial. But, like, I'm trying to figure it out. She doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but the comic does. Started on Tumblr. She looks like she probably is. So, okay, I'll give her a pass there. Yeah, but, it, I would say but it's already reminding belt. me of when, even though I know that most baseball players are millennials, they don't seem like it. And there's this stupid ad at the Twins game, or something like an ad. It's just like some, I don't even know what it is. It's just some thing that they play at the beginning where one popular Twins player goes, What are those? Ugh. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, it might as well be that when, when I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's not a millennial thing. That's a, what is it? Gen Z. Gen Z thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. But still, even like Yas Queen, I don't like I don't know where that came from, but I, I just group it in with all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Or like damn Daniel. Like just all these sorts of things. Bruh. That just but bruh has probably been around for a long time. I say bruh. <laughs> you say Not like seriously. You say bro. No, I'll say. I don't know if I've ever I'll... heard you say bruh. Well, you're not. You're you've only you were only around me for three months this summer. <laughs> Mark, Normally, those it'll three be months, if, something, if something if something silly happens, ever. I'll really I'll really dig into like the deep internals of my voice and like kind of roll it out and be like bruh. <laughs> That's okay. what I do. So again, it's ironic. I'm not using it seriously. Yeah. So I don't know. I I have issues with this comic and everything that it represents. Because also, do you think that there are, like, you know, people... So when our parents go in... First of all, do does anybody ever now who would have said groovy back when groovy was being said, does anybody say that now? No. I've heard a Nobody couple does. people... does. <laughs> what? I've heard a couple, like, dads say it. But do you think they're saying it seriously or to embarrass their kids because they're dads? Okay, that one to embarrass their kids, but, like... <laughs> Certain aspects of slang I've heard from time to time, like, come up. 
like old like swag. Like my dad, what was it? Like when I was younger, like before, before the days of iPods and MP3 players, back when it was like CDs. Uh-huh. For like Christmas or something, I got like a speaker system, like a like a boombox or whatever. I, yeah. What's the like generic name for them? I call it a boombox or even like Is a stereo. A stereo, yeah. Yeah. But my dad referred to it as a ghetto blaster. Yeah. Which is a term I'd never heard before. Well, I've heard of that, but probably from my dad. <laughs> so C? Like, that one lives... I would say that's like... But that's like... I don't know. That's like a... a ter- that's that's not like an old-fashioned avocado like toast of CD players. It's no, because it's not like slang, though. I don't, I don't know. I... I don't in my head it's just not being grouped in the same way as what's being said here. You know. Well, I think you're that's one of those like old guard racisty things that people say. Okay. Yeah, it is. Kind that's of different than like these are independent of those sorts of things. You know, every generation will be you know defined by some amount of misunderstanding or bigotry that existed in their time as compared to the future generation and there will be terms that survive from that but that's distinct from these like you know groovy gnarly far out you know like Uh... that's very independent of what you're talking about i understand what you're saying but i don't necessarily agree I think the main issue is that I think ghetto blaster is a word that would mark the period of time much better than groovy, gnarly, or far out. But why? Because it's something that people actually say. I'm not convinced that anybody ever actually said groovy except for, like, in pop culture. Like, that that's okay. the thing with all these things is that, like... I just never hear people in real life really saying a lot of these things. I think, I think in real life, like as a, as a like exclamation, I don't think like groovy, gnarly, far out is, are like common. I don't hear, I agree that I don't really hear things like that as like a, oh, groovy. But like, in more of a sentence structure, terms that I would call similar to those are things that I would say I have heard and I have used, like, in sentences and, like, for example, the word dope. Would you classify dope in those words, in a similar category of words? Yeah. Like, I frequently, but I have less problem with that. That is more of like the way that it's being used now, and it actually being somewhat prevalent. That's much better than the example being given for millennials here. You know. Yeah. I think the other thing is that <laughs> the funnier thing to me is that none of these will mark some broad generational period of time. <laughs> It'll mark, like, a week in 2016. You know? Oh, that's the week that, you know, 
damn Daniel was popular on the internet and then it all died down. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. But dope is definitely a much more uh a, a longer lasting sort of a thing. Okay. You know, cuz it didn't come out of some stupid video some on the internet that passes out of people's minds very quickly. Yeah. I you agree. Know? I agree that the examples of sup queen and yas you are slaying today probably aren't the best they're literally the worst (laughs) i'm not gonna say they're literally the worst if they put damn daniel you would not be reading this comic right now um but i still think the overall like purpose or like overall feeling behind the comic is i enjoy that I think it's fun. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think I also just disagree with the premise that the whole comic is getting at that people will be in nursing homes saying these sorts of things. Because like I've said, I've been in nursing homes. I've talked to old people. There are no remnants of their the weird slang that I learned about when I was learning about the roaring 20s and the 30s, you know, like all the weird slang that people had. None of that exists with them. They just talk like normal now really? because that's what you do yeah what old people do you talk to they all have like a couple of weird sayings because old people always have weird phrases and like, i think that's what it is i don't think so that's different than slang this this comic specifically says every generation has its own slang and like but i think kind of but it it moves away Okay. And I think that things are changing so quickly now, especially, that there aren't going to be as clear of distinctions. And as and especially as you grow older, you kind of mellow out in certain ways, your language being one of them, because you're working in real person jobs. <laughs> you know? Like, I think that's half of it, at least, is that when you're in college, you're with your groups of friends and you can come up with things and say weird things and that's all fine and dandy, but you're going to tone that down, either consciously or subconsciously, as you grow older and go into the sort of environments that, you know, the working world creates. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I thought of something... Yeah. just now and it's probably not going to be a very valuable or cohesive thought but i'm going to go with it just to kind of play devil's advocate and see what you think do it i love devil's so it advocates sounds, it sounds like your justification of your dislike of this the the premise of this comic is because you don't feel like you hear the slang and stuff being used by older people anymore but what if the reason that you think that is partially related to the fact that you didn't grow up while the slang was first being used so you don't recognize it as slang because to me all that slang is are words that are either new or being used in a new context that hasn't become popular or widespread enough to become part of actual like quote-unquote like professional language or anything but over time words do i know exactly where you're going i know exactly where you're going 
and, and I'll try and make it succinct because you're taking a while. <laughs> Just that the really weird stuff doesn't blend into language. The stuff that is able to blend into language does, and so I've just been using it growing up because that's just become part of the language, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so do you agree that or not? still then ruins the premise of this comic. If that's true, nobody's going to be going around saying, yeah, sup, queen, because anything weird that we say that's able to get blended into language will. And then these people will grow up and be like, oh, yeah, they're just people talking. And maybe they say a couple of weird phrases or something every once in a while, but nothing super out of the ordinary. Okay. Yeah? Meh. So you're just, you're improving my point by your well thought out <laughs> idea of how language, you know, kind of gets blended together. Yeah, but so even if it's part of language so they don't find it weird, it's... Because I would still say there's things that old people say that might have been possible to categorize as slang not in the level of sub queen or slang but um that like old people still use and you don't really use but you don't recognize them as being slang but if i don't recognize it as being slang and basically nobody really recognizes it as slang necessarily then it doesn't like it's not defining by definition. But just because right? it's not recognized as being slang, if it's characteristically used by a certain group, it is still defining. But I'm not sure if it is defining. I mean, A, you're not giving me examples, so I, you know, I don't know what you yeah. mean. Like, we're both talking somewhat theoretically about it. Like, you're operating under the assumption that these words do exist, and I'm operating under the assumption that they really don't. You know, and maybe it's because you probably use a few more of these sorts of phrases than I ever would. Even if you yeah. do it ironically, they'd come out of your mouth a bit more frequently knowing you. Yeah. You know, and so that changes our experience and I acknowledge that. But I don't know, just the specific comic. It just rubbed me the wrong way immediately. Okay. Maybe it's because like... I've seen so many of this person's cartoons and a lot of them rub me the wrong way. Possibly. So you were already fighting from behind. Uh, I'm going to scroll through some others. I feel like I've definitely seen like at least a couple that I didn't mind, but I've also seen lots that I don't like. Yeah. One like hypothetical example that I was thinking mm -hmm. of is so this isn't something that's already happened, but like in a world where like suddenly all social media died or something, mm -hmm. and like. There's no more social media and stuff. I could very realistically see in the future a phrase like, like, let's go with on something sleek. like DMing people, like, like slide not sliding into your DMs, but like DMing people. <laughs> that concept being something that would the phrase or whatever probably wouldn't be used by younger people because they would have never experienced it and would have never done it but i could see old people using that as a phrase of like get into contact with someone so it would still hmm. i don't know if that one is technically at the moment made it into like the dictionary or whatever but it would so it would be recognizable as 
words and language that's not slang or whatever, but it would be something that would be characteristic of people who grew up in a time where you could DM someone. Well, I disagree with the particular example. I, I like I get your point. Like I'm not saying that it's not possible. You know? Like I'm not I'm not saying that. It, it mm-hmm. certainly is possible and that I'm just not you know, I haven't been paying enough attention and also I haven't been around old people too much, but also like I don't notice anything super weird with what my parents said other than when I was younger and I heard an uh you know, an adult first say six to one half a dozen to another and i had to figure that one out (laughs) but like for the most part it like nothing's stuck out to me Mm -hmm. you know and and i just don't like something is as broad as what you're saying i mean sure i guess but like you know it's not like i've ever heard I mean, you'll probably be like, oh, yeah, my my uh, great aunt said this to me just the other day. Uh, but, like, it's not like I've ever heard someone say, like, send me a letter when they mean send them an email or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't what, know. Back, back home when you were, like, when you were at home, did you guys have a landline? Yeah. What would you call, like, if you wanted someone to call you on that phone, what would you call it? the phone but so if if you specifically like your cell phone was broken or something and you wanted them to call you on the phone at your house well by the time i had a cell phone we didn't really have a landline okay so but i think i would have just called it the phone yeah so like call me i would for me i would say either like call me on the phone or like my home phone but my parents are Particularly, I think my dad would say, like, call me on the landline. Okay. And I would say, like, that might... I don't know. It's not a good example for this. But it's a characteristic phrase that I would say I don't use as much because I grew up in a time when, like, the fact that it was a line that went into the land, like, is much less important because most of our phones are no longer lines that go into land. Yeah. But for them, and like my grandma, the same thing. She would call it the landline for sure. Sure. Hmm. Well, I, I want to go back to something completely different. Okay. But I need to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you use Twitter? Nope. Okay. Then why do you keep calling it DMing? Where does that come from in your head? Isn't it direct message? But like, why do you say that? I've always said PM. Have I personal, been saying personal the phrase message. wrong? I'm not, no, I'm not time. saying you have. On Twitter, it is a DM. It's called a direct oh, message on God. Twitter. On Reddit, okay. it's called a PM. People will always say okay. PM me. And that's why I was wondering. Like, to me, DM, it just like, like, I know what it means, but it always sounds wrong to me. Because <laughs> I don't use Twitter. Like, it's yeah. just, it just sounds kind of wrong. Like, ugh, I don't want someone to direct message me. Well, I would say I use that mainly because I think it's the one that's a part of, like, kind of what I would classify as trashy slang phrases. Um, And so, like, they're the types of things that I have, like, picked up and found humorous and 
even though I might not really use them, I know them for sure. And yeah. so that's the context that I know the like concept of sending someone a message directly through because I don't, I don't really have any sort of social media platforms where that's like a major portion or even really a minor portion of it. Like yeah. I have Facebook, mm-hmm. but like that's classified more as like Facebook instant messenger. Not a, yeah, I mean specifically, yeah. But like, even that, I don't really use that. So of this, I don't have like a Twitter or an Instagram or anything, or participate in a platform where that's a real component. So I think I've just picked up the phrase DM from hmm. slang phrases. Okay. Yeah, because for me, like, I don't really use DM or PM in like common language. If I'm referring to something along those lines, I would probably just say message. Mm-hmm. Anything that's not an email is, or like you know, something like that. It's just some ver- some type of message. Oh, I have a message on GroupMe. I have a message on Facebook. I have a text message. I have a message on Reddit. Like they all yeah. just fall into that category in my head, and I think that's the only word I would ever use to describe it. Yeah, I. I would say the times when I've used it, I use it more of to describe a type of message or like a Mm. action rather than like a physical entity of a message. It's more of like a... Who would you say this to? Who would you say DM to? Like a close friend or something. And what would they do with that information? Someone in casual conversation, and I would most often be using it to mock someone or Mm. to, like, ask a question. Mainly, the context that I know it most in is in terms of, like, seeking out or, like, flirting through the internet or through technology. Like, sliding into someone's DMs. Okay. And so, like... I would use it to talk with people in that sort of a context. Like, oh, bro, are you trying to slide into their DMs right now? Gotcha. Of course you would, Grant. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I have one more thing. Okay. Which is just a general criticism of this comic. Because I knew, I like, I couldn't remember which side of the, which side this landed on. And I started clicking random on the comic. And man, it frustrates me. So I put another link in the Google Drive. Oh gosh, this is going to be good being <laughs> what you titled it. In the Google It's not going to it's not going to be the complaint that you think it's going to be. Should I read this aloud or should I just read You don't it? have to. It's just a rant. Like, I just clicked random. I'm sure I would have come across the same thing. This particular one is the someone saying, I'm stressed, and someone says, you should stop worrying so much, and that that's not a good thing to say. All that sort of stuff. That's fine. Whatever. You're not, they're not breaking new ground there. That's fine. The bigger issue is that I don't know if they think that they're breaking ground by not deciding if they want to use a speech bubble or a speech directional line. Oh, that's But they so chose annoying. to do neither. It is the most frustrating thing. It's like they drew a really bad bird that you would draw as a little kid when they teach you how to draw a seagull off <laughs> in the distance. And they just did it to 
point at who's talking, even when it's obvious who's talking. Like, Mm -hmm. either you have to do a speech bubble, or you can do a single pointy line like some cheap comics do. But don't half-ass it and do neither. Have the courage of your convictions, and because you use such different, like, font and size for everything, just, like, don't even have any sort of speech bubble. People will figure it out. Ugh. My god, that's really frustrating. Wow, so poorly made. Underlining underlining the words in a comic. Nobody does that. It looks so bad. Especially when it's underlined, like the simple underlined and then the little speech bubble thingy directly under it. Oh, I'll it admit, looks so bad. I don't like the incomplete underline. It is bothering me. Also that. The fact it's just that so, so simple. They, they only underline like the middle one or two or I guess three yeah. letters of a word if the word's longer. Yeah. I wonder if they do this on other ones. Now I need to now I need to start looking for other ones with dialogue. Oh, Oh, this is gonna if you pull another thing like this (laughs) um, This is gonna turn into just a straight comic criticism podcast. Okay, but now now they're now I'm just seeing that they're inconsistent. Okay? My god. Why aren't you turning into a link automatically? There we go. Like this one. They do use a proper speech bubble and a thought bubble at the end. Mark, do you often read the comments on Go comments? Are they valuable ever or just like weird? I've never looked at the comments. There are comments? Oh, there are comments. I'm just looking at the featured comment of this one that you had sent. Which one? The... The the one about stress yeah yeah um i'll have to remember to bleep that okay so there's there's a comment indeed so brainwave analysis okay you can read it if you want since you found it Well, like the whole premise of the comic is about how like is the frustration against people just if you're stressed saying don't worry about it and then like oh wow really that solved my problem um Mm -hmm. and the frustration about how that's not useful and then someone's comment is like i don't know it feels like a very like stuffy thing to say after reading that comment it's like brainwave analysis of people handling problems shows that increased brain activity corresponds with low intelligence which first of all after reading the first sentence i was just like what yeah (laughs) and then it like continues on with using like i think overly formal language and reasoning to describe this fairly informally worded comic i don't know it just seems like an interesting way to respond and i'm now hating on this comment because they use like they use like words like prefrontal connectivity yeah and like stronger networking abilities it sounds like that they like copy and pasted an abstract from a research paper yeah what, oh, let's see what the one reply is. Stop it. Science hurts my brain. <laughs> wow. All right. But stop That's it is helping. spelled with two P's and no space before it. Yeah, it's like trying. It's like when people spell damn it as one word. Is that a. But yeah, do people D-A-M-M-I-T. do that with stop it? I know, but do people do it with stop it? Or oh, no, it... I'm just saying it's a similar thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Google it, though. I'm going to Google stop it, just like that. 
stop it. Lost circulation material. Stop it and tidy up. British animated series. Okay. So it's a, it's a cartoon character from Britain. That's mostly what's coming out. Okay. Interesting. And also, it's a... It's... Uh, stop it. Trademark. Loss circulation material is designed to mitigate partial to severe fluid loss and is effective in aqueous and non-aqueous based fluids and systems. <gasps> Ooh. Science yeah. aqueous. That's chemistry. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you okay. go. Okay, I have to... I feel like we should probably wrap wrap up soon. Yeah, I know. But I also I have like one rant I need to go on. Ooh, you know for the podcast means? or just to me? What? For the podcast care. or just to me? Okay. You can keep go it for it. the podcast. Um, do you know what the word aqueous means? I don't know. It has to do with water, probably. Okay, that's good enough to prove my point. Yeah, so, like, to account as an aqueous solution is a solution of or water. containing water. Yeah. Yeah, and an organic solution is a solution that's not based of water and it's based on an organic solvent. Yeah. I worked in a research lab with someone uh-huh. who had done research for two whole summers. He was a senior chemistry major and he didn't freaking know the difference between aqueous and organic solutions. Yeah. I was like, that's not like being a math major, not knowing the difference between like addition and subtraction, like not actually, but like, it's just like such a fundamental concept that like as a college student, you're like, okay. Or as like a senior level chemistry student, like you're like, it's, it almost takes you a second to just to like explain what it means because it's one of those things you've just learned so well and you just know what it means. It mm-hmm. was just frustrating. It made me. You want to know what else aqueous is though? What? The first legitimate result after just the dictionary definition that always pops up. Aqueous, a groovy rock band that uses gratifying harmonies in multiple soundscapes to build an intense bond with the crowd through an improvisational foundation. Ugh. And then I clicked, and they're touring. They're going to be in St. Paul on October 19th. Should I go? I should, if you're around. I probably won't be in the Twin Cities by then. I will be. Hopefully. You can meet me there. Yeah, I'm coming home that weekend. Actually, let's probably not go. It doesn't sound like my type of music. Mm -hmm.